Lady from Day is an original novel adapted for radio. Lady from Day is written and produced by April Smith. Previously on Lady from Day. Leah and Rowan have dinner together and realize there is something wrong with the inn where they are staying. They go upstairs to discuss further. Siegfried gets annoyed, as usual, with his lack of attention. Book 1. In the Halls of the King. Chapter 10. Boys Will Be Boys. The next morning was ushered in quietly and was welcomed. I was able to rise with the sun beating in my eyes instead of husky voices. I got up and gave my legs and arms a good stretch. I yawned and opened my pack of clothes that I had got last night, after Rowan left, from the man that carried it for me and got dressed. I went down to get some breakfast in the new pant outfit Rowan's father gave me. I opened my door to see a clean-cut Rowan waiting outside my room. What are you doing? I would like to escort you to breakfast. Is that so strange? Escort me? <laughs> Fine, I won't argue. It's too difficult with you. So did you wait all the time until I was awake and out the door just so you could take me to breakfast? I figured I might as well try to make up for being so rude yesterday afternoon. <laughs> <sighs> You shouldn't have worried. I don't keep grudges. I'll try to keep that in mind. It's good to know. Being around the men, if they get mad, they usually stay that way for a while. I think they're just stubborn and refuse to forgive. <laughs> I'm actually beginning to like you. Well, that's the reason why women do a better job at commanding. Besides, women can take more pain than men, and we don't let our feelings get in the way of our work. Mmm, yeah. <laughs> I think that only applies to you, Leah. <laughs> I have a question. Why do you eat only mushrooms? Why does Ferris let you eat that? Why doesn't Dashiell? What can I get for you two? Answers, but not now. Oh, and two plates of whatever you can give us. And I'd like to get that now. Very well, sir. I'll be back shortly. To answer your question, Leah, sometime soon after the ferry incident, Dasha was given some mushrooms. She hated that taste and actually vomited them, and, well, they just didn't digest. Ever since, she never had an appetite for them, and that is why that's the only thing we can eat now. Oh. Well, that makes sense. Unfortunately, the thing about the mushrooms is they cannot be ingested in large quantities, so that's why the population is starving right now. That must make Dashiell feel even worse. The innkeeper came out from behind the bar area, his hands full with two large tumblers of I wasn't sure what. He set them down in front of Rowan and me. I could smell the apples walking up to my nose and could tell it was cider. The innkeeper went back to the bar, occasionally heading back to his kitchen to check on what I assumed his wife was cooking for us. Oh yes, I wanted to ask you something else. How did you figure out where I'd travel? I left before you arrived. 
Well, for that I have an easy answer, actually. We figured you just aren't ordinary. You decided to find a cure like it's a sickness instead of finding an enchantment. The logical thing to do would be finding a reverse spell like some mages would do. But you didn't, and you left to find a cure. I figured that if someone was going to look for a cure, the logical way would be north to Anazonia, west of Kyrie, or south to the Venarion. Anyway, Kalos wouldn't have had you, and, well, you just aren't logical. So the only place left would be east to Krakash. That's impressive. You've got me all figured out. Not exactly. Actually, that's why I am following you around here. As I said before, you really do intrigue me. You're like the box of Sandrick. The box of Sandrick? Boy, that's a romantic comparison. I just get pulled to you. I, I can't help it either. Well, that was a nice fix. I try not to be a royal stereotype, and you aren't a stereotype of a woman. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine you being a housewife doing menial tasks. The innkeeper returned with a plate of juicy sausages, steaming eggs, and a new glass of dark red cider for each of us. More people entered the inn and the noise level increased as a few started their breakfast with a pint of ale. If ye wanted to ask me a question, ye best be doing it now. I know you've had your eyes on me. If there's something ye want to be knowing, out with it. Why aren't we eating mushrooms? The innkeeper was startled. He looked around feverishly to make sure no one was listening. I can't tell you that. I just get the food given to me. You just get food? Who gave you that? Why, you people? You aren't from around here. And you? You look familiar. That wasn't an answer. Plus, what you said doesn't matter. Aye, but it does. If they know I'd be talking about this with strangers, I'll be gone from here and be stuck with mushrooms again. Can't be talking to commoners. You aren't a commoner, are you? Nay, you're clean. You're dressed nice. Both of you now. Are you a traveling noble? <laughs> Something like that, yes. Well, the best I can do is say to come to the chapel at midday when the bells toll three times. Then we can talk. I don't think they'll be at a chapel. That was interesting. I wonder what this town is up to. Whatever it is, it's not only suspicious, but it's wrong. Why should these people have rich food while the rest of my kingdom has to suffer? Shush! Don't say my kingdom. If the innkeeper doesn't recognize you, there's a good chance no one else will. Do you want that information leaking out to the public in light of their activities and the gulags around here? We have about seven hours until our meeting. Let's make some use of that time. Didn't you tell your men to meet you at the western end of town? Yes, I'm tired of sitting anyway. Let's go tell them what we're up to. We walked slowly outside, the bright sun blinding us. 
It was quite a change from the dull light inside the inn. The sun was warm though, and it felt good to get outside. The smoke from the fireplace in the inn was bothering my nose. Shortly after exiting the building, I noticed the small group of my men exactly where I told them to be. They were all busily chattering with each other and generally looked refreshed. Rowan's force was nowhere to be seen. Where are my men? I don't know. They aren't my responsibility. They are probably still asleep with either women, hangovers, or both. I can't blame them, you know. It's your fault for letting them go without telling them not to do so. Yeah, but, but... This time you won't get my sympathy. The only thing I can advise is for you to knock on every door in both the brothel and the inn to find them. I hate to say it, but you lack leadership. Leah, can't you help? <laughs> no, I'm not helping you. You need to learn how to do this on your own. When I started out, I had the same problem. Gain the men's confidence in your leadership. It'll work. Hey, what's going on? Hey there, Sig. I'm glad we aren't leaving or else we'd have a group of grumpy men. We aren't leaving? I explained the situation and every time I mentioned Rowan, Sig's eyes would roll. Would you stop it? Stop what? Every time I mention Rowan, you act silly. First, you got all huffy when I first met him. Then he snorted last night, and now you're rolling your eyes. You know you can come with us. He didn't say anything. Probably since he was feeding his face with the apple. I took the apple away. Hey, give it back! Answer me first. Do you just not like him or the fact that I spend time with him? Both. Why, for heaven's sake? Oh, here's your stupid apple. Kaj, I don't need a reason, do I? Be glad you aren't a citizen of Pharaohs. You'd have to like him. He will be king one day. Siegfried shrugged his shoulders and tossed the apple core to the ground. Men were beginning to stumble out of the inn, thanks to Rowan's wake-up call. They all were rubbing their heads, most likely in pain from late-night drinking. A few minutes later, Rowan came out. He jogged to me. Leah, you were right, you know. I should let you take over the whole royal army. <laughs> Did you learn your lesson? Good. Don't let them go off without rules. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you, you seriously let them go away without telling them they could drink? <laughs> what are you, some kind of idiot? Sick. He's learning. Give him some slack. And stop that laughing, it's not polite. Yes, that's funny, isn't it, Siegfried? I'm sure you'd do so much better if you have never met Leah. Sig looked down in humiliation for being so rude to a nearing ruler. If this was Kyrie, I'm sure he wouldn't have been so embarrassed, Sig being the kind of person who lays out his feelings. Luckily, this wasn't Kyrie. Rowan sensed Sig's lack of pride and forgave him. I think he did anyway by his expression. 
His formerly tensed face had now fallen into calmness. He bowed his head in acknowledgement towards Sig, who with lowered head walked away. I wonder what's gotten to Siegfried. He's awfully moody. I don't know what is wrong with him. Please pardon his actions. He isn't usually like this. Well, maybe I do know what is wrong with him, but it's embarrassing to speak of. I've tried to talk to him about it. He turns me off and doesn't pay attention. So, I know what is wrong with him, I just don't know what to do with him. Mmm, it's okay. He just needs to know what his place is, that's all. And yes, I know what's wrong too. Just don't try to reason with him, just let him be, okay? He needs to deal with his own emotions by himself, and especially when they involve you. Rowan and I looked to each other in acknowledgement of our meeting with the innkeeper. We walked speedily to the chapel, almost crashing into passerbys on several occasions. It wasn't hard to make out because it almost looked like a castle in design from the front. There were few stained glass windows, which seemed odd since they were such an expensive commodity. This town was host to many secrets, I gathered. When we did reach the chapel, we noticed one of the doors was open slightly. We pushed the massive bulk open to see the innkeeper bowing his head and giving the sign of the cross at the altar. There was no sign of Sig. I assumed he left to mope. The light of what seemed to be a multitude of dancing candles lit our way. After closing the door we walked down from the back of the church to the front. The wooden floorboards of the place creaked beneath our feet. When we both reached the innkeeper, we knelt and gave the sign as well. I turned to the townsperson. So why don't you serve mushrooms? Every place, even Feyre's castle, served mushrooms when we were there last. What is wrong, or right, might I ask? <sighs> but you see, I used to not serve what I do now. I used to serve mushrooms. Something happened, and they made a deal with me. They said if I didn't tell anyone about that something, then they would give me real food and my inn would prosper because of it. I've gotten more than a normal year's profit in half that time. I can answer some of your questions, but not if they pertain to the something, if you know what I mean. And who are these they you are speaking of then? Gorlocks. Gorlocks? Gorlocks? Why on earth Gorlocks? What happened in order for them to just give you food? I can't tell you. I mustn't tell you. If the Gorlogs knew I was talking to people other than them about this incident, who knows what would happen to me? I might get beheaded. I might work as a slave in their keep. What do you know about their keep? Well, the Gorlogs occupy a keep about a day's journey north of here. I can't really miss it because it's tall and the trees are gone around it. It's up in the mountains. I've been around these parts, but since it involves the incident... I can't share it with you two. Well, can you just tell us all you can about this keep then? It's made of stone, with a great wooden roof. Usually the gates are locked because they don't want anyone in. The only ones who enter frequently are the few women servants going to the kitchen. If anyone wished to enter, the best way would be as a servant. Though, 
since they are the Gologs I'm talking about. Don't be surprised if you are treated as a piece of meat and not a living creature. The Gologs only care for themselves. If you wanted to go there to find your answers, I can give you specific directions. Would our questions really be answered? I know your companion is the prince. I didn't say anything because most people are angry with the food situation. Yes, I know you're searching for the cure for Dashel. The keep's not totally without flaw. If one was imprisoned, it would be fairly easy to escape. I heard this from a person, though I can't disclose a name. The incident happened, not once, but twice. Though I wasn't here to experience a second, I only heard from word of mouth. The woman escaped. I realized that he was talking about the same person that the Gorlags were whispering about in the woods outside of the town. The innkeeper gasped loudly. You know about the incident? That is the incident? Why is that so important? I, I do not know. The Gorlogs just told me not to mention it to anyone lest there be troubles. Not only that, but they told me that if I keep my mouth shut, my inn would receive the same food that the princess would receive. I couldn't pass up a deal like that. So I obeyed them wholeheartedly. I told you to go to the keep if you seek answers. I am finished with mine. They still keep the woman in prison up there in that structure. I do not know who she is, but she must be important. Hmm, yes. She must be then. Question is, is she important enough for us to risk our lives to go and find her? She's important enough for me to be serving rich food. I think we should go. Are you sure? Yes, I am. Even though I have been used to battles and confrontation in Alessonia, you are the only one responsible for keeping negotiations between Ferris and the border cities of Kyrie. We must go, but not all of us. The more people come, the more attention will be drawn. I say that you, Rowan, must come. Siegfried and I will come as well. Thank you for your assistance, Innkeeper. We must leave separately. It's the least we can do for you sharing such a secret with us. Is there a back entrance? Not that I know of. And I've been here all my life. If this were a larger town, then perhaps there would be, but alas, we are small. Suddenly, we heard a clatter of metal against stone. Someone was listening. Rowan drew his sword, but I put my hand on it. Not in this place would you dare, Rowan. Who are you? A little man came forward, picking up the fallen candlestick holder and candle that caught our attention in his hand. But please pardon me. I am Friar Albert. I, I heard you speak of needing a way out. I don't like the Gorlags either. I want to help. Very well, Friar Albert. Lead the way, by all means. There is a passageway that goes under the chapel. The friar led us to a doorway in the side of the chapel. He opened the door, revealing a spiral stone staircase that travelled downwards. A single torch hung on the wall to light the passageway. The friar took the candlestick in his hand and lifted the candle within to the torch. The candle was instantly lit. We slowly travelled down the musty stairs. The dank air and cool atmosphere made me shiver, but we proceeded. The stairs led into a tunnel lit with several torches. Several parts of the tunnel branched out, but we continued straight. 
Those tunnels lead to some very sacred catacombs. Before Ferris was declared a kingdom, many clan leaders chose to meet in this town. It was decided that when they died, they would all be placed under the same bit of earth at the same place where they met to discuss the well-being of their clans. Each branch holds a different clan. Naturally, the good king of Ferris would be buried down here as a tradition. After the reign of Queen Andreas 500 years ago, the ruling house of Ferris wanted a closer place to bury their dead, so they chose Bexworth Abbey just outside Ferris Castle. Most people, except the clergy, have forgotten about the old burial places. This is where the tunnel ends. You should find yourselves at the edge of a cliff. Be careful. The shiver runs down as the water falls, so the path is damp, except for the winter when the falls freeze over. Even then, it is dangerous due to the sharp rocks that jut up from the path. Leah is played by Sophie Neveu. Siegfried is played by Jaunty Hat. Innkeeper is played by R. Douglas Barbieri. Rowan is played by Fay Thorne. Friar Albert is played by Moose. For other casts and credits, please visit www.ladyfromday.com. That's www.ladyfromday.com. Join us next time for the continuing story of Lady From Day. <laughs>